0: Welcome back to our latest episode of Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Houston Chapter of the Association for Talent Development, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, it's your host, Bruce Abbott. Today, we're talking about competency-based management. What is it? How can it benefit your business? And no better person to talk to than the CEO and co-founder of Kahuna Workforce Solutions, Jai Shaw has a 20-year track record of architecting software solutions related to operations and human capital management. And Jai, thank you for joining us on our podcast today.
1: Thanks, Bruce.
0: This competency-based human optimization software, that's what Kahuna Workforce Solutions provides, also strategic consultation. When we're talking about competency-based management, what exactly are we talking about there?
1: Well, when you look at the evolution of how organizations have uh, traditionally trained uh, and developed their workforce, um, you know, specific to, to the audience that will probably be interested in, in this topic relative to um, training and development and the application of how training is assigned to various individuals, um, there there traditionally was a focus on just a blank slate of learning. You know, if I'm in a particular job role Uh, The company has purchased a slate of or a curricula of training, and I'm assigned all of that training. Well, as training budgets and development um, philosophy has evolved and training budgets have shrunk, um, people are looking for more effective ways to train and develop their workforce. And one of the strategies that is becoming very popular is to focus on skill-based training and really focusing on skill gaps. And to be able to do that, you need to adopt a competency management philosophy and framework so that you can identify what your skill gaps are and then train accordingly.
0: So you're really talking about getting just that right worker in the right job, as you mentioned on your website, at the right time.
1: Correct. That's the end result is if we can focus on Critical job roles, identifying the specific skills and behaviors that are required to perform in those job roles, and then assess the workforce as to their preparedness for handling those skills um, or, or achieving those skills. We can then, you know, really pinpoint where a worker is able to satisfy that particular uh, role. And if not, we can pinpoint the development opportunities to close any gaps that they may have functionally or technically um, in their ability to satisfy that that job role. So ultimately, if you do that on a macro level across the enterprise, you will have a very adjusted, um, appropriately trained and competent workforce um, in the particular roles that people are serving in.
0: And then, when you're doing that, obviously you are you are now targeting a little bit better. And talk about how that can really, with with budgets shrinking and training budgets shrinking, how that really can can overall reduce total cost to an organization.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll take a, a very real example in healthcare, for instance. And, and there's a process called nurse onboarding. And in that process, uh, a nurse is required to satisfy a number of different skill requirements per regulation um, in the healthcare industry. And what has traditionally happened is as nurses go from uh, one job role to another, one unit to another, they're often forced to do redundant uh, skill assessments and training because it's easier to just hand them uh, a blank slate of training relative to that unit even though they may have already satisfied those requirements in their previous role. What our software does is really help pinpoint what are the delta requirements in the new role that somebody's coming into and what is their assessment history against the skills that they possessed in their previous role, and therefore allowing organizations to just pinpoint the deltas, the gaps. And when you look at that across, you know, across the board, there are health systems saving millions of dollars uh, year on year in just avoidance of redundant training. Um, It's also kind of the the win for the employee or the nurse in that situation is you're not wasting their time. They're not getting frustrated because they're getting training that they've already uh, satisfied or is not relevant for what they're trying to accomplish or what role they need to fill within the organization. So... That's just, you know, one example of of the ROI that that's being realized when people are adopting this type of technology and process thinking.
0: Companies that that compete heavily for talent can also be really good candidates for uh, having a skills library and and being able to really get the the cream of the crop of those job candidates.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to have an expectation of a worker to perform against a certain set of behaviors when they come into the organization, why not evaluate them prior to hire to to make sure that either a they possess those skills or you have a really good clear picture of what they're lacking so that you can make that onboarding experience as personalized and and focused as possible. Um, But also the softer side of this is really the employee engagement aspect of how, how the next generation of workers are expecting to be trained and developed. And really what they do expect is to be engaged. They expect to be given a personalized development or training plan. And they expect that the company is going to invest in the skills that are critical to their success. Um, And if you have that alignment between the organization and the employee or the worker, um, what we're finding is that companies are much more able to retain the best talent, and they're also much more able to prepare that talent for the for what really the organization is expecting from them, including the knowledge transfer from the most senior levels of the organization down in a very structured fashion, because it's all based on a competency framework or a skills framework that the organization deems important. And I think that's that's a a critical aspect of, of why these programs are being very successfully adopted at this point.
0: And if a manager at an organization is kind of wondering, I don't know, does this make sense for my organization? What are some questions that you might pose that they can be thinking about that hmm, I may need to give these folks a call
1: yeah, so we' we see really our customers and and prospects uh, evolving from two different uh, kind of use cases or or you know justifications within their business as to why this is important. So one is if you work in a heavily regulated environment where Uh, skills and and safety and reliability and quality operational excellence, if you will, um, comes down to worker performance, Um, obviously you want to be assured that those workers are competent. So that's something called competency assurance. And if you work in an environment where, where those conditions exist, you absolutely need to be adopting what we call a competency first approach to how you manage your workforce. And um, that's a very good indication that you need a competency framework and a software to manage uh, the development of the workforce. Furthermore, if you're competing with highly skilled talent um, in a process industry or have a a core group of engineering talent that that may be in demand and and you're competing for, for that skilled talent, that often is an indication that If you invest in a different way of training and engaging and developing your workforce, you're going to end up in a uh, a much better situation. And then finally, if you're geographically dispersed and you're often assembling project teams across the globe and needing to find the talent within your organization that can satisfy an overall set of requirements for a project or for a customer or contract. Um, Just that ability to discover talent from diverse places within your um, organization, those are often use cases that are uh, very well served by Kahuna, our platform.
0: And Kahuna Workforce Solutions is the company, uh, kahunaworkforce.com. Now, uh, you, you provide uh, software solutions and consultation solutions. Talk a little bit about the software options that are available.
1: Yeah, so our software is, a, uh, is what we call software as a service, which is the kind of the new way of delivering software. It, it mm-hmm. simply means that we provide a, a platform that's continually updated. It's very agile in terms of uh, adopting customer requirements and reflecting that in the, in the solution. The software itself is is really um, the core components again are all based around competency or skills management and now we have a a slate of applications that sit on top of that core set of competency and skills data that reflect things like scheduling, planning, um, a whole host of compliance reporting um, and then integ- and it all fully integrates with your core HR and core learning uh, platforms. So that's the core of our software business um, and and offering. Um, and and really, what we're seeing is that again in those regulated industries like oil and gas, like healthcare, um, manufacturing, the adoption rate is is quite stunning. We've grown. Um, We've tripled our recurring revenue uh, from 2018 or 2017 to 2018. We're on pace to double it again in 2019. Uh, we service uh, large enterprises, so mainly Fortune 500 type companies, and um, again, seeing a huge uptick in the adoption of these types of solutions.
0: And you guys have a leadership team. It says here, more than 80 years' collective experience in providing global transformation services to oil and gas aerospace and defense, among others, along with a rich history of creating custom solutions. Jai Shaw, CEO, co-founder of Kahuna Workforce Solutions. Jai, thank you so much for coming on and and telling us a little bit about the competency-based solutions and what Kahuna Workforce can do. Again, if you want to find out more information, you can visit their website, kahunaworkforce.com, K-A-H-U-N-A, Workforce. They're right here in Houston, Texas. You can find their phone number uh, and email there on the website. Jai, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Bruce. Really appreciate it. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today on Train to Win. And thank you for all the downloads and subscriptions. It is really awesome how you guys have been embracing this podcast. You can visit our website at tdhouston.org. And go to iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play and subscribe to the show. And that way you'll always get the newest episodes. Hey, while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd love a rating on iTunes or Spotify. Or hey, simply tell a friend about the show or share it on social media. Train to Win is a production of ATD Houston. This is Bruce Abbott saying join us next time for another great episode of Train to Win.